Hello and welcome to Family Guy Talk. I'm Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with my co-host, Noah Bolo. That's right, Ryan. On this podcast, we're going to be diving deep into every episode of the new show, Family Guy. It's a brand new adult animated sitcom from Fox. We'll be discussing the show's humor, social commentary, and hidden references that make Family Guy the new show to look out for. And, of course, we'll be sharing our own thoughts, opinions, and laughs along the way. So, if you're a Family Guy fan, or just someone who loves good comedy... Join us for a weekly dose of Family Guy Talk. And remember, for the days when Guy Talk isn't enough, we're here to give you some Family Guy Talk. Late nights on the couch, watching Family Guy, laughing so hard we can't help but cry. Stewie and Brian, Peter and Lois, our inside jokes keep on growing. Family Guy Family guy, 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 talk. All right, guys, welcome back to Family Guy Talk, or I guess welcome to Family Guy Talk. This is our very first episode. Um, and, you know, we just uh, we, we thought of this podcast just because, you know, this is a, a brand new show and it's been picking up some steam online. And uh, we, we just thought it'd be a good chance for us to, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Ryan, Ryan, talk about talk about why we. Why yeah. We so uh, uh, in case you don't know Noah and I, which you probably don't because, you know, this is a new podcast. It's a new podcast. You yeah. might. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, Noah and I normally watch TV shows together. You know, we've we've binged a lot of shows from time to time. You know, mm-hmm. like Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. The Boys, mm. Succession, uh, mm. all these great prestigious TV shows. And we were kind of like debating which one to start next because there's like still you know tons of TV we haven't watched, we haven't seen. You know, we we were talking about watching like maybe The Wire or maybe mm-hmm. watching uh, The Sopranos. You know, we were kind of both thinking too, like why don't we watch a show that's just now premiering just now starting so mm-hmm. we're not like behind we want to we want to watch a show that we're able to follow from the beginning you know when we were thinking about that like w- what new shows are out right now i i heard from some people they were talking about that this new animated sitcom that was coming out on fox yeah and apparently it's gotten a pretty big buzz so far some early reviewers have watched the first few episodes and they're already saying it's like the biggest thing since the simpsons which is a pretty pretty bold statement to say in the world of animation you know i've um, heard i've heard that uh people are comparing it they're saying like it's basically if if the simpsons had a baby with rick and morty which is just like really unique contrast there yeah it's a pretty crazy concept and uh so i was reading like the talent behind the show and uh the the creator of family guy is uh seth mcfarlane now in case you weren't aware of seth mcfarlane uh like a decade ago he he made a few movies like he made uh two ted movies and uh a million ways to die in the west you know, that, that was a big movie. Um, those movies are funny. Let, let me let me just say, okay, yeah. just like based on uh, comedic merit alone, I mean, those put him at the top of my comedy list right now. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he hosted the Oscars for a reason, you guys. Uh, really? He and, did? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did do that. Um, but yeah, lately he's uh, he, had, he made another show for TV a few years ago, The Orville, which is kind of like a Star Trek parody, but then became its own unique, successful sci-fi show on its own. So clearly, you know, the man has talent. And when I heard he was like, oh, he's 
why is he doing an animated show now? But apparently, mm. uh, back in the 90s, he actually got a start on uh, Cartoon Network uh, as an animator. He worked on shows like uh, Johnny Bravo, and that's what like oh. gave him an in into the industry. And I guess this is uh, his idea for Family Guy has uh, been... Uh, He's been thinking about it for a long time. I guess uh, the original pilot was a show called uh, Larry and Steve, but he just kind of tweaked it a bit into Family Guy, which is uh, what's what's out now. So, I mean, wow. yeah, it's 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 crazy. Something yeah, to think about. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's been cool watching his journey through Hollywood and, and navigating all that. And finally, we have what some are calling his magnum opus. We're starting at obviously season one episode one the the episode title is death has a shadow can, can that's, we just that's a pretty that's that, a pretty bold title that's to a have bold title that catches your attention yeah right you know most shows are just called like pilot in the beginning like yeah i mean that's a pretty cliche title for uh, the first episode of a tv show pilot and most of them don't even have planes no them. yeah no no pilots i mean there's I, so I, I don't see the point, but I mean, this show had their creative genius enough to deviate from the herd and already in its first episode is just blazing its own trail. Death has a shadow. I mean, it's it's giving Bojack Horseman. It's giving Barry. I mean, obviously it's a comedic show, but it, it has this dark death looming over you through the whole uh, yeah. episode, just based on the title yeah, alone. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's not good writing, but sure. I don't know what is. Yeah, definitely getting some uh, big mouth vibes from this too. Yeah. It's very yeah, it's big, very interesting. Yeah, with some of the some of the humor, yeah, definitely getting big mouth. Um mm -hmm. and um I mean, yeah, I guess we'll, let's let's just start talking about this episode then. Um Yeah. So, so we should probably Yo, please. Uh, oh no, 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 you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning of the episode. So we had, oh, oh Okay, are you going or am I? No, no. Uh, you can, you can. Well, okay. So this is the thing: is that like <laughs> one of we can't talk over each other, okay? Because we we're obviously we're doing this uh, not together, okay? So we have to allow each other to talk when we need to, okay? Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so the this episode it takes off. With with the Griffins, they're sitting around the TV. Now, who are the Griffins? Well, that's a great that's a great question. I think um, our, I think our audience should know just in case they haven't watched the episode, which right. is which is weird why you wouldn't watch the episode before. Oh shit! The yeah. recap, guys. Obviously, but, obviously, spoiler warning for for the first episode of Family yeah. Guy. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, click off this, go watch it, and then come back. Yeah. 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 So the so the Griffin family is all sitting. Uh, so wait, who's the Griffin? Who who's the Griffin maybe. family again? So we have uh, we have Peter, who is the the father, uh, the patriarch of the family, the breadwinner. <laughs> uh, you know, just a lovable lovable goofball dad. Uh, and then we have his wife, uh, Lois. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have uh, so they have three kids. They have uh. Chris, their oldest, he is in middle school, and then we have Meg. Is he in middle school? Their uh, their second child, I believe she's also in middle school. They didn't really establish her age, but she seems to be close in age to Chris. And then their third child is uh, Stewie, a uh, little baby Stewie. And let me tell you, he's he's kind of a handful, as he's, as you'll he's you'll find out when we discuss about it. Yeah, yeah. and then. 
And then finally, we have uh, Brian, their dog, and uh, he talks. That was an interesting choice. That was, that, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, giving Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's pretty unique to have a dog speak in fully formulated sentences. I mean, I can't even do that sometimes. Yeah. You know, so he sounds very formal too. It's like he almost speaks with this, like, um, I don't, I don't know. It's just like a formality. I mean, the way that he, his, 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 um, what do you call it? His, his, um, what do you call it? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were about to say something. So I'm, I was just I'm you blanking your on thought. the word. It's just like the way that somebody speaks. I think you're close to getting it, though. I keep thinking candor, but I don't think that that's really Yeah, a I word. think it's can candor, yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's such a thing as candor. <laughs> I, um, yeah, that's... Candor is a word. Is it actually? Yeah. Well, are you pronouncing it with a C or a K? Um, it's a C. It's a C for okay. me. Can okay, candor. It's a noun. It's a noun. The quality of being open and honest in expression. Oh, frankness. A man of refreshing candor. And let me tell you, I do think that Brian is a man of refreshing candor. He uh, absolutely. I mean, is. let me say, a, a, a dog of refreshing <laughs> candor. Might I, might I say? Very much so. Very much. Yeah, no, I, I I love these characters that we're introduced to. Yeah, it's it, and immediately they're jumping into jokes, man. I mean, they don't waste a second. No, they do not. Uh, go ahead and tell about the uh, the Jehovah Witness play on word that they that they did. Instead of Jehovah's Witness, it was Jemima's Witness, <laughs> right? Keep in mind, this is only the first like minute into the show, and they're already doing pretty pretty interesting topical humor a little risque but, yeah you know they it's sure to I, turn I do, some heads you know yeah why don't you talk about the bit uh noah worth it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny i know i know where you're going Are you just this. thinking of the show i yeah. know where you, yeah i'm just thinking of of how funny the show is yeah so um so before we get any further um they do this thing on the show where a character can uh is expressing a thought brilliant it's a brilliant comedic device that this that this show utilizes yeah to a yeah so like a character's talking about something and they're like oh this reminds me of the time when or oh uh you know i was just doing this thing and the action moves from that scene to a whole completely new location and it shows what they were just describing and we play it on a real time. You know, a lot of times in shows when a character expresses something that's already happened or yet to happen, they, they kind of just talk about it and it and a lot of times it comes off as a little expositiony. But mm -hmm. I mean for Family Guy to actually show and not tell what people are talking about to let the yeah. audience in on what the characters themselves have experienced even mm. when it's already happened i i really like it you know it's pretty unconventional compared to a lot of other shows and i feel like it's it's a storytelling device that could be pretty handy in in future episodes and just uh, the way the show finds its rhythm i mean i feel yeah. like it could be a very important part of the way they tell their story i mean it's basically it's basically creating a comedy in a vacuum mm -hmm. I mean, with that with that device, I mean, you can set up any any um, joke that you want to, and then cut away and hit that punchline without even affecting what's actually happening in the store. I mean, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Go go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, I mean, the way even in their in their first episode they demonstrate the device, it's pretty pretty unique. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, while we were watching it, they did one involving. Um, 
Tiananmen Square that Noah really laughed hard at. Uh, Noah, do you want to explain it a bit? What well, the joke was? I, I okay, I will, but I, I think we're getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Um, All right, right. We'll, we'll get we'll, to, we'll get, get back to, that. to yeah. yeah. Noah will talk about it later. Yeah, I I definitely will. So basically, you know, the family's wa- sitting around watching TV, um, and then they you know, they sit down for dinner. Um, and as Lois prepares dinner, Stewie, who, who, mind you, is the baby in this in this show, he's he seems to be like fiddling or, or screwing some kind of. I mean, it looks like a, a a ray gun, if I'm if I'm being honest with you. Which just the sight of that alone is just hilarious. I mean, a baby with a screwdriver putting together what looks like a futuristic weapon. I mean, that's just brilliant. Yeah, it, it's pretty uncommon for babies to do that. It is. I mean, the last time that I saw a baby with a power tool, um, I mean, if, if I was Family Guy, that would have been a cutaway bit. But I, I'm not family. I'm not as good as this, so I, I can't really follow it up. <laughs> it, it, it's a hard thing to practice in real life. It you is. Know, the, it is. These writers are, you know, they got the most skilled writers. In, in the business today working on it and only and only like a big brain trust team like that can conceive of jokes like that I yeah mean, even just the littlest things uh to them are like you know a year's worth of saturday night live to us it's it's great yeah, yeah. no 100 percent. yeah so basically i mean lois is is super nonchalant about it she just takes the takes the weapon away and says you know we don't allow toys at the table uh which Obviously, anger Stewie. Oh, did we even mention? Did we even mention that Stewie talks too? Did no, you? I, 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 don't, I don't think we did. Oh, dude, we are not good at this. So obviously, yeah. we mentioned that Brian talks basically perfect English. His candor is amazing. Um, what does that mean? Uh, it's it's just you read what it means. I don't I don't want to be redundant, but, but you don't um, remember it though. I do, I do. Um, but basically, Stewie, the baby, speaks as well, and he's got this like—I mean, it's like a British accent almost. I'd say, yeah, it's definitely—it's definitely from the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, and and he's just like—I don't even—he's just like a little evil guy. It seems like like a little evil British guy, you know. He's quite and, the intellectual, you know. He, he uses some pretty fancy words compared to the rest of the family. Yeah, I basically had to watch this episode with a dictionary next to me just to understand, you know, what the baby was saying. And if that's not good yeah. writing, I don't know what is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just eating dinner or whatever. And later, you know, Peter basically asks Lois uh, for permission to attend like a stag party at his buddy's place. Now, Ryan, w- w- what is a stag party? We'll see. Uh, you know, previous stag parties I've been to, normally types of deer are involved. But I guess in... <laughs> What does the show take place in? I think it's northeastern United uh, States. Yeah, Rhode, um, Rhode Island. Rhode, Rhode Island. Okay, yeah. so I'm so I guess in Rhode Island, a a stag party. It's kind of similar. It's like a bachelor party. Same vibe, except you know, it doesn't always have to be you know someone getting married. Kind of made me think of like those like uh you know uh, fraternity parties. You know, people throw at uh, mm. what do you call the groups at schools? That throw the fraternity parties. Um, it's like at colleges. I, I can't get I can't get sorority out of my head, but I know it's not. No, that. that's that's the. But we're, we're they throw the sorority parties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peter got invited to one of these stag parties by some of his friends. Now we didn't really spend a whole lot of time with uh, Peter's friends this episode. I I'm not sure if any of them are going to be returning or yeah. not. They kind of seem more like just background characters who needed to exist in the moment. So I'm curious to see what happens with that. 
Yeah. But uh, anyway, at this party, um, Peter manages to drink, and I'm, I'm not kidding you when I say this, uh, he drinks 37 beers. Mm -hmm. And uh, now the thing, the thing you got to keep in mind is, is Lois made Peter promise he wouldn't drink, but then Peter went and drank 37 beers. You know, already at the start of the episode, we got a bit of a conflict there, you know, just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mar marriage is kind of supposed to be, you know, it it's it's a bit of give and take, you know, but you're supposed to be supporting each other overall, and when uh, the person you care about is uh, also caring about your well-being, and you do something so reckless to get yourself in trouble, uh, you know, I understand people make mistakes, but, I mean, I, I was very worried for Peter in that moment and the direction his character was going in already at the beginning you know I was wondering is this show going to end up having a, a tragic character arc for its protagonist already um it did kind of seem that way yeah I mean he, he woke up the next day uh asleep on the, the kitchen table you know his kids had to eat breakfast around him you know that's not a pretty sight yeah and then and then he had to go to work uh, with a hangover you know that's 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 never good either you know Peter was already quite in a pickle. Yeah, 100%. I mean, one of the one of the really chilling things about this episode in particular is just like how the show basically comments on alcoholism, right? I mean, as you mm -hmm. said, you know, mm -hmm. he made a promise to his wife that he won't drink alcohol, but he breaks his promise, ends up drinking excessively. It basically portrays the consequences of alcohol abuse and how it can negatively affect not only the individual, but all of those around him, right? I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Well, yeah, let's just talk about Peter goes into work the next day, right? Completely hungover. Did you talk about this? Oh uh, yeah, so I, I was just about to get to that. Peter went uh, into work. Now, here's the funny thing, you know, Peter doesn't work at just any old blue collar, white collar job. No, he he works at a toy factory. Mm -hmm. he, he makes toys for kids. Now, you know, whenever you're doing any kind of job that's in service to children, you know, you want to make sure you're at the top of your game. You want to make sure that you do the most you can to make sure that the kids stay safe. And he, he was acting as safety inspector of the toys that day. But because he was hung over, he couldn't focus. He couldn't stay awake. He fell yeah. asleep on the job. And because of that, a lot of the toys that were being made were uh, were faulty. They, they were actually pretty dangerous. Someone needed to act as safety inspector in that moment to, to catch these mistakes before they got shipped out, but it was too late. Uh, the toys made their way out into the public and thankfully no one got hurt thankfully. Uh, by them. Yeah, I, I think it served, yeah, it, it definitely serves as the first indicator of, to Peter of, wow, maybe, maybe there could be consequences to my actions. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't really think he thought about that before. No, definitely. And, not. you know, because of his recklessness, he he did get fired from his boss. So, yeah. I mean, already things things are not looking good. For him. It's just it's so good because, like, obviously, this is the first episode. This is our first introduction to this character. And it's 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 a really tough thing especially in in an animated medium to not only make the character flawed but make the character flawed in such a way that like we still care about him and we still it, it still like affects us emotionally to see them self-sabotage um and and just like get really down on the on their luck and and just make all these poor decisions and it's hard to it's like a balancing act to 
have this good writing where there's where there's drama, there's conflict, there's emotion, and also make it so that like we don't hate the character and and all of the the issues that the character is causing because that's that's a really easy thing that that I've seen shows fall into where it's just they don't balance that tightrope and and they just go too far one way or the other. The show is either it's not enough drama, there's not enough emotion, or the character is just unbearable and it's just annoying to see them continue to make mistakes. So, I mean, in this case, Peter's excessive drinking not only caused him to lose his job, but put the safety of others at risk. And we see that come back to him in the form of getting fired. And now, I mean, he has to go home and tell his family that he lost his job, the only income that the family has. Go, go ahead and talk about that a little bit. I mean, you think with the position he put himself in that he would have to you know come clean to to everybody but you know he, he tells everyone in his family except lois now you think lois would be like the most important person to tell this news too but uh yeah. he's he's ashamed he knew he knew he messed up and he knew it was because he didn't listen to lois and he just feels all this guilt and he he doesn't think he can face lois again even though he should know that lois is his companion and should always be there for him or want to be but i mean if peter keeps this up then it's only gonna drive lois away so in order to keep her from finding this out you know he tries to get a bunch of different jobs you know he tries jobs uh he's he's a serial mascot but then he gets fired yeah he uh is working as a sneeze guard at a buffet but he gets fired from that too. Yep. You know, he just can't stop messing up. And, you know, the family thinks Peter should just come clean and tell the truth. When he tries to confront Lois, he doesn't tell her the truth. He instead tells her how fat she is. Yeah, dude. I mean, that part was, was really what kind of like... Uh, it, it just hurt to see, I guess. I mean, Peter's decision to hide his job loss and, and you know, these desperate attempts to support his family, it just highlights a, an ongoing theme of this show. Um, it, it comments constantly on, on toxic masculinity, right? Peter's initial refusal to admit his mistake to his wife and, and I mean, his family as well, it just shows how men are often conditioned to equate vulnerability with weakness and basically to feel like they need to be the breadwinner at any cost. Uh, so really, it's his pride and his refusal to admit defeat that basically just stem from his desire to fulfill societal expectations of what it means to be a man, you know? So he hides his job from Lois and he even pretends to be employed and he even insults her. It, it, it's just really unfortunate to see the character stoop this low. It, it really does yeah. it, it really does seem that, uh, you know, there's there's really something going on within Peter that he's trying to hide. And I, I feel like Peter himself as a character isn't like as emotionally intelligent as Lois. Yeah. And, you know, that could kind of create a conflict there. Uh, almost, you know, he has this feeling of inferiority or sometimes even superiority mm -hmm. when really he's supposed to be on the, the same level as Lois. They're together. They're a team. They're supposed to be there for one another. Yeah. But Peter, for some reason or another, kind of reverts back to these childlike impulses and games yeah. that uh, he really should uh, know better, you know? Yeah. But then, you know, halfway through the episode, uh, before Peter's able to come clean, he applies for some oh, yeah. government assistance at the welfare office, and uh, there there is a mistake. There's a processing error, and Peter ends up getting weekly checks for $150,000. That would bring up my spirits. 
No, yeah, that, I, I could think of a lot of things I could do with a weekly check for $150,000. Go ahead and name some. First, I would pay off like my student loans and then probably knock off like about like 15,000, maybe 20,000, uh, depending with interest, because uh, it's been a while since I've paid some of them off. Uh, and then, you know, I have about uh, like 120,000 left over, let's say, and uh, well, I, I kind of need a new car. I've been driving the same old car for a while now, and uh, I wouldn't want to get just a used car. You know, I have the money, so I can spend a bit. You know, I could get a modest, a modest size, like sedan, like for 30000 like a newer one. It, it doesn't have to be like a 2023 20, or 24 model. You know, right. it could be like a 2020, you know, it's it's fine. Like like a nice, like a nice Chevy Blazer. You know, I could, I could drive that maybe. Um, so that would knock off like 30000 so that'd be at 90,000, you know, at that point, it's like, huh, maybe I should start planning more for the future. So I'm going to save, now this sounds crazy. I'm going to save like $50,000 worth of that into a savings account, like a, like a 401k account uh, for myself for the future, you know, yeah. just, just putting that money aside. Cause you never know when, uh, when an emergency will strike and, and you need the money. And, you know, and, and if, if it ever gets to the point in the near future where I'm, you know, trying to uh, get a house or I need to put like a down payment on something, you know, that, that money will be there for it. Yeah. So then I'll have like $40,000 left. You know, I think I, I, I think I'd use some of it to take a nice vacation. I'd, I'd go on a vacation with like a family. I'd invite them all, all expenses paid since they've been doing that for me my whole life. And... You know, we go someplace we've never been before. You know, I, I really want to, you know, travel the world. I, I haven't really explored this this planet we live on uh, much. You know what I would use the money for? City. I, I'm not done yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I definitely travel. You know, there's there's still tons of places I don't need to go to. I'm thinking something more, um, something more exotic right now. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like one of the Carolinas or, or like <laughs> Delaware. I, I think, I, I mean, it's, here's what I would use the money. It, for. I, I think Delaware is pretty <laughs> good this time of year. And I'd want to use the money to get like the fanciest hotels, eat at the fanciest restaurants, go into the if I like, had see all, all the fanciest buildings and so you know at most that'd probably be like five thousand dollars so then i'd i'd have like thirty five thousand of it left and i think at that point i would just spend the rest on you know what i think i'd donate the rest of it to to charity you know i I, I think you know there's some good charities out there who need the well you know there are also like some legos i want you know sure the, the problem with the legos are they're getting pretty expensive super expensive. now you know they make they're making all these like big sets and based off all these like themes and franchises that i love so oh yeah you know yeah, i'd yeah. say i'd save like a thousand or two for you for, know what you know, let's, just say, let's just say let's just say five thousand dollars <laughs> for for the lego sets put that aside and then i donate thirty thousand dollars to to a charity I'm, i might split it up right. a bit uh, amongst uh, various charities or you know it, it yeah. would be a really big donation it could change the lives of a lot of people if i donated he's what 30 grand to one what, charity so i think i might do that but you know that's only the beginning that's only the right. first check i'm going to get for a week so the next week when i get okay. my second hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> no, okay what i think okay. All right, all right. Here's what I oh, would do. Oh, do you know what you would do with under fifty thousand yeah, dollars? Yeah, Here's what oh, I okay. would do with the hundred and fifty thousand dollars if I were to get that. Okay. I would. Um, I uh, we should probably would... get back on topic. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of 
We kind of deviated a bit. I would get a purchase from this week's sponsor. Oh, our sponsor. Yeah, that, that is a good thing to, uh, to switch over to. Guys, uh, it's already our first episode. We have a sponsor. It's uh, it's it's a good friend of ours. Uh, uh, he runs such an amazing company that does a lot for the world. You might have heard of him. The company's called Parker's Peaches. Everybody knows Parker's Peaches, you know. It's to talk a little bit about it, you know, as you know, Parker's Peaches, it's it's the world's first and so far only peach company uh, based in uh, Seattle, Washington. That's not where he lives. Um, so you know, there you know, there there, there could be a uh, there could be like a Starbucks collab later on, you know, because they're they're in Seattle. Yeah, let me tell you, Ryan, these peaches are something else. They're juicy, they're flavorful, and they're perfect for snacking or using in your favorite recipes. And the best part is Parker's peaches are grown using sustainable farming practices. So you can feel good about supporting a company that cares about the environment. And let's not forget about the health benefits, right? They're packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants that can improve your immune system, digestion, and even your skin health. And if you're not a fan of peaches, no worries. Parker's Peaches also offers a variety of other fresh fruits and vegetables that are... uh, uh, no, oh, it's... they don't. No, no. Oh, people okay. just Sorry. like the peaches. It's they, they focus grouped it. Oh, they, okay. they test it in different markets. It's that's yeah. It's it's just the peaches. That's my my bad. My bad. Okay. Well, if you're looking yeah. for you know high quality peaches that's good for you and good for the planet, head over to Parker'sPeaches.com place your order today and make sure to use our special promo code family guy talk at checkout for 10 percent off your first purchase so uh yeah that's right just um parker's peaches perfect snack for your next family guy viewing party um well going back to this um to the episode of of family guy um i just kind of wanted to talk about how the show comments on really just people with excessive wealth because all of a sudden our character Peter Griffin finds himself with an excessive amount of money after this welfare check uh, processing error results in him receiving $150,000 a week. Peter initially, you know, spends the money on lavish and unnecessary things such as renting the statue of David and um, surrounding his house with a moat to protect them from the Black Knight, uh, which was hilarious, if I if I could say. Um, and this episode just it comments on, you know, how having an excessive amount of wealth can just lead to irresponsible and reckless behavior. His sudden wealth causes him to lose sight of the value of money, and he just becomes consumed by his desire to spend it on frivolous things. This type of behavior is not uncommon among those who come into sun wealth without proper financial education or guidance. I mean, think of Lil Pump, think of 6ix9ine, you know, think of Elon Musk. Additionally, the episode touches on the idea of entitlement that can come with wealth. Kardashians. Um, the Card the oh, Kardashians. Oh, I, I thought you were, I thought you were still... The car Sorry. It, I mean, no, that's a that's a good example. Peter initially feels entitled to the money that he received, and he believes that he deserves to keep it, even though um, he acquired it through basically, you know, a mistake. Um, and this sense of entitlement is reflected in real world situations where wealthy individuals uh, feel like they deserve to keep their wealth, even if it was obtained through unethical means, i.e., capitalism you know i mean furthermore the episode highlights the negative consequences of wealth 
Peter, his excessive spending causes his family to, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. So basically, okay, I'm, I'm, I've lost my place. No, it's okay. I can pick it up. Basically what you were trying to say is sometimes power can go a bit to your head when you have mm. it. Okay. Now what were you going to say? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, rich people just buy shit is basically, um, actually one of the things that he buys is, uh, he buys Lois a jester, and R Ryan, please, um, you, you actually love the, the guy that this, um, jester is based off of, so please, um, please explain, uh, you, I mean, it's, he's basically your idol, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, the jester was, Jerry Seinfeld, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your favorite comedian <laughs> you know i was just mostly surprised how they got jerry for the episode because you know <laughs> normally he's notorious for picking and choosing his his projects oh uh -huh. wait well oh that wasn't him that was that was a, that was an impressionist that's pretty crazy that wasn't actually i mean i thought it was i thought that was really him no I, wow i yeah that that impressionist really did a good good job um yeah I, th I thought that was the real thing. I mean, yeah, that was my favorite part of the episode. Uh, Noah, I think your favorite part, though, was uh, <laughs> when uh, Peter went to Tiananmen Square. Wasn't it? I mean, I know you laughed hard at that and then the Hitler one because Hitler's <laughs> your favorite person. Oh, my God. Right? Okay, the problem is I don't remember the setup for either of these cutaways. Uh, no, but you were laughing pretty hard. At okay, him. so I, I okay, yeah. So basically, I think Peter said something along the lines of, "Man, man, this is this is worse than that time that um, I uh, I walked away from the Tiffin <laughs> Square." Uh, and then obviously, cut away to that that striking image of the man standing in front of the line of tanks um, for that unfortunate. Uh, and, and devastating massacre that happened at that square all those I years I thought you ago. said it was faked during the episode. Well, I mean, it was it was animated. No, it no, you animated. said... No, no, no. You said that, like, it's funny because it didn't actually happen. Right. Uh, well... You said, there was, so, you said there wasn't actually an incident at Tiananmen Square. It's debated. Um, it's heavily debated. No, uh, that's, I, that's I mean, the I think... I was trying to make. I, I know what's... what happened, but, like, you were pretty adamant on saying that it it didn't happen. I mean, faked or not, I'm just I'm just trying to say that, you know, the image itself, whether it was real or faked, is is just a striking image, but in this in this context we see Peter um alongside the the brave um uh, albeit possibly fake um man who who stands in front of the tanks. And basically Peter is just basically like, "Oh, screw that, screw this." And and then he he walks off. Uh, and and man, I if if that didn't have me crying a little after, um, I don't know what what is. And then the other one, um, Hitler, right, <laughs> right. Um, b basically, if I remember correctly, Peter basically said, "Man, this is this is worse than that time that Hitler went to the gym." Um, and then it, it cut away to to a, a skinny um, Adolf uh, at at a gym. We don't know what gym. Um, so he's he's trying to lift weights, but he's skinny. He's he's not really in great shape. Uh, and then it cuts away to um, who who is assumed to be um, um, a, a Jewish man. Um, he has the Star of David on on a necklace around his neck. 
and he is very much in shape. And I think that that um, scene in particular just uh, obviously it's these two, uh, it, it's this extreme example of envy and basically just how in this case, um, Hitler, um, Adolf was envious of this very in shape Jewish man who had women on either side of him. And I, I think that that's the main point that the show is trying to make that is, is, I mean, obviously it's an extreme example. It's a hyperbole. Um, what's a hyperbole? It's it's just exaggeration, right? It's just exact. It's just an exaggeration of, of what I just said, where it's just about envy. Um, and so it, it really just um, basically said that uh, Hitler did the Holocaust because of envy. <sighs> okay. Um, so cool. We we check we check that off the off the list. So Seinfeld was in this episode. I think we should move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so basically, um, Peter is driving his boat in this moat that he built around his house. Um, Lois grabs the mail from the mailman. The mailman is like, here's your welfare check. And then Lois is like, welfare? Because keep in mind, she, she did not know that Peter does not have a job. She did not know that he's getting welfare checks. She assumed that, uh, or she was told by Peter, I guess we didn't talk about this, but Peter told her, hey, I just got a, a raise at work, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the, that was the reason. So she, she is shook to find that in the, um, in, in the envelope is a welfare check for $150,000. And she's angry. Uh, she's very mad. She's hurt. And she storms inside. And so her and Peter are back inside. They're sitting on the couch. Uh, and, and their house is completely changed. I mean, just the work that the animators did to to build out this um, new version of, of, the, of the Griffin household that we've come to know in these first 15 minutes. Um, they completely changed it, changed it. I thought it was the same house. Same house, but but just the the interior design was was obviously uh, one that would be more akin to a rich family, an excessively rich family. Uh, it was a new couch, new television, um, new wallpaper. There was different bookshelves, that kind of thing. Um, oh. And she's basically she's so upset with Peter that not only did oh, yeah Peter lie, had a different shirt. He had a yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he, he had like a flower pattern shirt. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so Lois is upset with him for not only taking money from the taxpayers, but also lying to her about his situation, which, I mean, it, it's just a really heartbreaking scene. These two obviously love each other so much. And just because Peter did not have the emotional intelligence or strength to overcome his conditioned toxic masculinity and, and conditioned ways of thinking um, that it really led to this climactic moment between the, the, the couple. It, it was really just a heartbreaking scene to see them fight. And, you know, with most scenes like this, you would think that it would end with them finally making amends. But to my shock, they don't make amends and the scene ends. And so Peter is left just feeling awful about lying to his wife. So he goes to his good friend or his good dog, Brian, 
to just talk it over. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about about that scene? Yeah, Brian was basically like, just got to be honest with her, man. Very good candor. And, yeah, very down-to-earth guy. So I guess dog. But uh, yeah, he was like, you just got to tell Lois, man, I care about you. You know, you got to... I hate, I hate seeing you like this. And Peter's like, I, I know, I know. I got to... It's just, it's just scary. And Brian was like, I know it's scary, but sometimes, you know, life can be scary, but you just got to summon up that courage and overcome the obstacles that, that you're faced with. And I, I think that message really touched Peter and kind of helped set him up to really face his demons and the climax mm. of the episode. Absolutely. And then Brian is like, you got to, you got to do a big, you got to do a big thing to make it right. And so he, he basically goes, uh, he buys a blimp and takes it um, over the Super Bowl that's currently happening, and he drops down, assuming it's tens of thousands of dollars that he's dropping onto the crowd. And then basically, he gets shot down, and that's when he's put in jail. That's when he's arrested, and they go to jail, right? And then they make a drop the soap joke. Hey, how long was this episode of Family Guy? It was it was roughly 22 minutes, maybe. And how long are we talking? How long have we been I talking? I think we've been for? talking for close to an hour. Um, <laughs> so, so Brian and Brian, <laughs> are we, <laughs> Brian and Peter are in jail. Give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're so close to the end. No one's going to listen to an hour-long podcast. We're going to cut it down. I'm going to cut the... it down. <laughs> All right. We're just going to go straight to the end now. We're going to have a little break in the middle. <laughs> and just... Oh, my gosh. You better, like, cut out half of this shit. Because I'm, like... Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Peter and Brian are, are in jail basically. And so Lois, Lois talks with the family with Chris and Meg and, and Stewie just about how upset she is and, and, and what the future might hold. Uh, and then Stewie basically walks up to her with a box full of grenades, um, and threatens her to give him back his gun from earlier, which, um, we come to find out that a uh, little spoiler, it's a, it's a mind control device is what he says. Uh, so she gives it back to him like super easily and he's actually surprised um, and so he walks away and he blows up because one of the grenades blows up uh, So so Stewie's actually uh, dead now I think is, is what I took from that scene and then we cut to the new scene where uh, Peter is actually in court um, For you know taking the money from the welfare office because he obviously was a mistake and so now he's put on trial it's giving Better Call Saul. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit, Ryan. I, I was getting a little bit of Better Call Saul vibes there, yeah. but yeah, the you know the judge the judge is strict but fair. You know he gives Peter uh, 24 months in prison, which mm -hmm. I honestly feel like it could have been way worse. And so the family freaks out. They they all say, uh, "Oh no!" And then after they all say, "Oh no," then the Kool Aid Man bursts through the the wall and says oh yeah because it's kind of like uh you know because they're saying oh no you know because it's yeah. a bad thing and then having him say oh yeah it's kind of like a little twist on that and and also dude, you know. that bit killed me dude i i really hope that they bring that back as like a recurring bit uh throughout the throughout the series 
because that just that was so fun that was so funny yeah but then peter's like oh come on judge why do i have to go to jail but lois lois steps up for him and says uh like listen here judge you know uh peter's he, peter's not that bad of a guy you know and and you know he he made some mistakes but he he wants to atone for them he wants to make amends and he should be given that opportunity and not just rot away in some cell you know mm. and mm -hmm. she reminds peter that she will always love him and will always be by his side and uh so the judge agrees with this and decides to send Lois to jail too, you know, because you know As they. does. It's a fair judge. Yeah, they get. They, yeah, they gotta. They gotta stand by each other. But then Stewie, you know, Stewie's oh. not having any of this because he's like, you know, what? What am I going to do for like food and stuff if my parents are in jail? So he yep. uses his like uh, mind control ray gun device and he uses it on the judge and he makes the judge let Peter and Lois go and he also uh, makes the judge give Peter his job back. I mean, talk about plant and payoff, right? I mean. All the way, like at at like the second scene of this episode is when we see Stewie building this mind control gun, and finally, that's what that's what's that's the salvation for the family in, in the end. Which I mean, I think that, that just comments on legacy, right? I mean, it's the it's our kids that are really going to turn out to be the things that save us in the end. I mean, I obviously this was about you know Peter taking the money, but Peter took the money because he lost his job. Peter lost his job because of his alcoholism, right? And it's really the kids that actually save him from this life of alcoholism and and the consequences that that come with that. And I, I think that that's just a beautiful note to end on. And what a way to start a series. I mean, it's 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 brilliant. I I gotta say, I I'm I'm hooked. I cannot wait. For for, for next week for episode two to drop i'm i'm going to be there first thing when it airs you have any final thoughts i mean if the series is able to keep up the trajectory it's on right now uh i mean we could be looking at an easy front runner for the next emmy awards this year i think uh i mean a lot of a lot of shows have some stiff competition now in the form of a family guy but yeah. you know a, a lot of times the first episode of a show can be wildly different from uh the rest of the series you know because they're kind of figuring things out uh you know some things are liable to change over the course of time and uh you know what i i just i, I think it's all gonna be for the better though no matter what they do i think they got a good thing going i think family guy has the potential to be up there with a lot of the other television greats like uh the honeymooners and uh, big mouth <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, guys, that, that wraps up our discussion of the first episode of Family Guy. We hope you enjoyed our breakdown of the plot and our analysis of the show's commentary on various issues. Don't forget to tune in next week for our discussion of episode two. And before we go, just want to give another shout out to our sponsor, Parker's Peaches. Make sure to visit their website and try their delicious fruit for a refreshing snack. Thank you for listening to Family Guy Talk with Ryan Lewis and Noah Bolo. Remember, when guy talk isn't enough, we're here for Family Guy Talk. See you next time. Late nights on the couch, watching Family Guy. Laughing so hard we can help but cry. Stewie and Brian, Peter and Lois. Our inside jokes keep on growing. Family Guy.
Family Guy 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 Talk